0: everyone. I hope you're having an amazing day. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. I have a very special guest. You might know her as Caitlin from WWE. Her name is Celeste Bonin, and we are going to be talking about ways that we abandon ourselves. I'm so excited to hop into this because this has been a huge topic in my life and in my own healing. So without further ado, here we go.
1: Dude, so thank you so much for the intro and for just inviting me um, to do this with you. Yeah,
0: of course. Thank you so much. That's my first thing that I want to say is thank you and how grateful I am to just have you as a friend and to be able to connect with you and have people hear your perspective, your story, your experience. Um, I think this is going to be really powerful. So I'm super excited to talk about it. Me too,
1: me too. And, And I know, and just like a little bit of background for anyone who is like tuning in. Like you know, you and I have um, qu- quite. A- we've worked together, and like a, a you know a personal development capacity, mm-hmm. and a lot of the things that we connected on were uh, based on similarities and experience that shaped us to have certain beliefs about ourselves mm-hmm. and just like who we have to be. So I feel like it's it is a really cool way to connect um, publicly to talk about this because we it resonates so deeply with, with both of us and hopefully hopefully, with others that might be struggling with
0: that. Yeah, totally, totally. So I always like to start uh, when I have a very particular topic with just like a basic definition of what abandoning is. And it's a cease to support or look after um, yourself or something or to desert. And I want to know, what does abandoning yourself mean to you with that kind of idea or filter of what abandon means? What does it mean to abandon yourself?
1: God, like it feels like the definition is so aggressive. <laughs> like when you hear it, because, but it, it it is. It's very harsh. Um, but I, I feel like I I truly wouldn't be able to put that into words or to to measure it or have a metric for it before I realized how um, deeply uh, it, how much of a deep theme it has been in my life, and mm-hmm. and so when before I had awareness around. Um, like, you know, some of my deepest traumas and things that affect me from maybe my childhood to all the way, you know, I'm 35 years old now, but before I had awareness, if someone, if, you know, if you would ask me that question, I would be like, I don't know, that doesn't really resonate with me. I I don't know what that means, but Mm -hmm. it's because I hadn't faced the reality of um, how much and how deeply I had abandoned myself my whole life. Um, So it was this kind of like, I, I didn't have awareness around it because it was something that uh, was too hard to face. And I, in retrospect, I can say that now, but because I know I can look back now and see so many of the times that I made the decision to abandon myself um, out of the need for love or acceptance or you know mm-hmm. whatever it was that I was seeking, um, I think, oh my God, there's so many times I just... Just deserted myself. That I just, I yeah. just suppressed everything that, like, I would ever want, need, desire, um, because of uh, number one, my relationship with myself. I had a very, very poor relationship with myself, so I didn't understand the damage uh, of abandoning myself, not listening to myself, not not um, expressing myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in retrospect, after realizing how much of a thing that has been in my life, I. And now it's just like when I hear that, or when I feel that uh, within someone else, or that I know that someone is struggling with that, or it has been a theme in their life. I'm like, oh God, it's so it's such a deep wound. It's such a deep cut to know that, like, if you've lived your life one way your whole your whole life, and it has been not honoring yourself. That's like a that's a hard pill to swallow. So it it cuts deep. Um, But it, it truly is. It's deserting who you are. It's deserting. What you want, like at a soul level, and it's it's always out of need for something that we crave, like a like a human need, like right. love, acceptance, validation. Um, yeah. So it's like it's really it's a deep, uh, challenging, even topic to discuss because it you know it, it manifests in so many different ways.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I. Um, I was telling my husband what we were going to be talking about on this live, and he was like, "What does that mean, abandoning yourself?" And I was just like, "Wow, it means just like you said, it's such a deep thing to really talk about." And I think of it in the simplest form. It's like saying yes when we have that tinge of like no. Um, you know, it just yeah. it happens all the time um, in conversations or choosing not to speak up for yourself when you feel disrespected or um, when you're hurt when someone hurts you to. Say hey, like that hurt. I didn't like the way you yeah. spoke to me, um, and I also, am, I just re- finished reading a book um, by Glennon Doyle, Untamed, and she says oh, I love that book. it's so good, right? So you're you you probably already know. You probably have this highlighted, uh, but when she says my allegiance is to the voice within, I was yeah. like, oh my god, it's like yeah, allegiance to yourself, and that is it's so powerful. So another question I have for you, um, is in what ways have you abandoned yourself specifically? Do you have any um, particular experiences? that? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. That was it.
1: Um, it, I mean, it's something that plays out as a theme. I call it, it's like, it has been such a massive theme in my life because it plays out in every aspect of my life Mm -hmm. because it's, it's a foundational way that I operated for so long. And I feel like something that can be triggering or, um can make someone maybe feel bad if they're on whatever uh wherever they are on their journey their path to Mm -hmm. maybe healing or self-discovery or self-realization like when you start to stumble upon discovering man like i abandoned myself in these areas and and i do this and this and this and then kind of like tracking it back to where that came from Mm -hmm. um Gives a lot of like clarity and insight because I think the initial thought is to fucking judge yourself. You're just like, oh my god, I've dishonored myself my whole life. Like how, what, you know, and, and there's the shame and the guilt and like, um. But if you track it back to maybe where that that traumatic experience happened or the traumatic family dynamic that that um you know caused a a belief that um you have to please others. You have to say a certain thing to be Mm -hmm. accepted, to to receive love. Wherever that started, it was typically very early in in our, anyone in our childhood, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and through a relationship with a caregiver. Um, So it's like, if, if you experience that, like every moment after that form, that thought or that trauma was like formed within you, like your subconscious mind, everything after that was it's a, a trauma response. It's yeah. everything, every time you've abandoned yourself after that, that, every time you've not asked for what you wanted, um, not stood up, you know, not, not stood up for yourself or, or, you know, spoke up or expressed yourself. It's based on something that was deeply ingrained, you know, in your subconscious mind in a, at a very young age. So there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of capacity uh, to sh- of shame and judgment, self-shame and judgment, when, when you kind of first realize that you have maybe been doing that in your life, but then when you can trace it back to the origins, that's mm-hmm. where all of the, like, the grace and the compassion and the forgiveness come in for yourself, um, because, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, my God, like, I, you know, these things shaped me when I was five years old and it affected you know every day for the rest of my life so Mm -hmm. there's so much forgiveness to be given and received internally within yourself um and the more like grace and compassion forgiveness you can give yourself and each time you have a realization about where you either used to or still currently abandon yourself in the moment Mm -hmm. um, it allows for for a more of an opening to say like oh man like i understand why I understand how this shaped me. I understand why I do this. I understand what I'm seeking. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I can ha- truthfully look at all the places in my life that this affects. Um, and so for me, um, I had uh, a, re- a, a dynamic in my family where um, there was a lot of like emotional dysregulation. So like my mom didn't know how to express herself whatsoever, mm-hmm. um, and she suppressed everything to where she would then have these like explosive bouts of rage right? and and uh, not really understanding logically like what could be happening with my mom you know when i'm five years old, three years old five years old whatever yeah. it's like i form conclusions around like what i have to do what i have to be um to help
0: uh make peace of a situation mm-hmm. um and so i started learning very quickly
1: okay if i if if um, there's to be peace in this house, or if, if I'm, you know, if I crave attention or love, um, I need to suppress these things that I want or need or, um, or mm-hmm. would normally ask for or express in order to receive that love that I crave, that acceptance that I crave. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I literally did that in, uh, very, very heavily in significant, uh, in, um, relationships with significant others, because like, you know another it's a fear of abandonment so like a deep, it's a deeply rooted fear um sorry the even deeper level of this is like it's just the fear in general that because you're not, so you're not receiving the love that you would need that, that you crave so you form a belief about yourself mm-hmm. that like you are unlovable that that um everyone in your life will leave you if you don't do these things to to please a situation to please a person to say the right thing um, so like I had, so I carried that belief with me in relationships. So like I would, my behavior would, would reflect the belief that in general, regardless, I, people will leave me um, mm-hmm. and that that I have to do things that aren't truly me, that, they, that aren't truly things that I want or desire. I have to do those things or say th- those things in order to keep a partner. Otherwise okay. I don't think I'm worthy enough, um, to express myself fully and vulnerably and honestly um, because I, the correlation in my head was like, if I do that, um, I won't be
0: accepted. Yeah, that so. totally totally makes sense. And I absolutely agree with you on it, tracing it back. And that's something I would suggest to people is if you catch yourself like almost just disconnected from your body, I also think of like with abandonment, like you're, you're not mindful, you're not aware of like what you're actually doing Um, because it is it's a trauma response like you said so you're just almost separated and when you can kind of come back into yourself into your body um, and and observe from that standpoint I feel like um, it's just overall like that's kind of how you start the process of tracing it back and kind of pinpointing um, something I did and it very much is like kudos to you and Grant and your Project This Is Me program, I went back in meditation to these areas where it started to come up just by putting the awareness like where have I abandoned myself and it started just flashbacks would come up and just daily life um, it would just pop up and then in meditation going back to what popped up for me and saying what did I need then that I was not giving myself or acknowledging that I needed that was so suppressed for so many years that it's coming out in all these other ways of reactivity and trauma response to people in my life relationships. Um, So my question there is, do you have any like advice or for anyone who kind of sees like, oh, it's this, this, and this happened to me and it created this, this, and this belief that I had to like, push myself down, whatever, um, what to do when they hit that?
1: Dude, I just want to touch on, like, that's an amazing question. And, um, I feel like I could talk for like five hours on it, <laughs> but I just, before that I want to, I want to like, um, touch on like you, the body piece, like you said, mm-hmm. and, and it's really huge. So some, I think it's something you said before too, but that reminded me. So we, we become so disconnected from our bodies because it's like, it's, because our bodies are, there's so much wisdom in our bodies, there's so, there's so much um, information constantly mm-hmm. being delivered to our minds um, about what is happening within our bodies, what's happening with our emotions, our feelings, mm-hmm. like our, our energy shifts, like all those things, and so when you're disconnected from your body, which was me for 33 years of my life, mm-hmm. I thought I lived my entire life in my head, completely disconnected from from anything that my body was ever telling me, because I was afraid of myself. I was mm-hmm. I had suppressed myself for so long. I had pleased others for so long, uh, in exchange for acceptance and validation and love and um, and connection, that I literally was like, uh, like it, it all happened in different steps. So, but mm-hmm. the but the body piece just. Touching on this is so fucking huge, and I, and if if you have lived your whole life in your head without body awareness, mm-hmm. it's like a huge like kick in the ass um, when you wake up to how much wisdom is in your body and how yeah. when you learn to communicate with your body, um, how how uh, connected and in touch you can be with yourself. So, but but I I think that that happens. The disconnection happens as a result from the need to constantly ab- abandon yourself for the things that you're seeking so then mm-hmm. you you just cut yourself off from your from any sensations in your body because your body's warning you your body's giving you anxiety your body's giving you all these yeah. these signs that it's saying like hey uh, you're suppress you're suppressing everything within yourself this is unhealthy because suppre- mm-hmm. emotional suppression isn't just you know um, like just the emotional uh, intangible things that we think of mm-hmm. uh,
0: typically um,
1: suppression leads to uh unexpressed energy in your body which leads to disease which leads to illness feeling like shit like it leads to skin issues uh, hair like it literally manifests in different ways um so your body's just all like but those are more ways that your body's uh communicating um so that that is the body piece is so huge and i think it's helpful for people in different areas of their journey, like you know, every, it just, you know, this, um, our journeys are very similar, but mm-hmm. the way that they unfold are so different because of mm-hmm. our ex- different experiences
0: and, right. you know, just beliefs and, and, and what
1: dynamics, whatever. Um, but so for me, and I, I can speak, uh, for, for my experience and also a little bit with what I see, like with clients, mm-hmm. is like it, it happened in the stages first was like a big realization that I was very disconnected from, uh, anything that I actually wanted or needed because if someone was to ask me, Who are you? or Hey, what do you mm-hmm. want? I literally couldn't fucking answer it because I had suppressed myself for so fucking long mm-hmm. that I, when someone asked me what I tr- truly want, I couldn't name it because I'm like, I don't even fucking know myself. And there mm-hmm. is a tremendous amount of shame that comes with that to not know yourself and to admit that to someone is like, God, like, again, it's like I've been dishonoring myself for my whole life. I don't even know what I, I don't know what I want. Right. Um, you know, it's because you're just like, you say the thing, you do the thing and that you think will will garner you the the things that you crave, that, that you need. Um, and so you just find ways to, to suppress yourself and it's so bad. But, so it's just a, a big... Uh, the stages, it's all kind of mixed in, but, like, I guess the first kind of stage was, like, the awareness that started to pop up. I was in so much pain. I had so much anxiety. Mm -hmm. I just... It was consuming me. I was, like, just drinking so much to numb it because it's, like, think about it. You suppress yourself for so fucking long. Suppress, suppress, suppress. It has to come out. It's either going to come out in a a disease um, or, you know, some kind of, like, uh, a mental disorder or, um, or just, like, I... It it was starting to manifest. I my, my my life was falling apart, and I was just numbing it because I couldn't I couldn't handle it. And so when I started to realize that there was something to face within mm-hmm. me, is when I, I started to know understand the capacity at which I had abandoned myself my whole life, and I didn't really truly understand um, what the way that I understand it now, how how deeply intrinsic it is within mm-hmm. my my being. I didn't understand that the depth of that for a very long time. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just the the ability to be open to, like you said, having the awareness that, mm-hmm. like, if you know that something in your life uh, has caused you to suppress yourself,
0: yeah. um,
1: to to abandon yourself for whatever it is that you're seeking, if something in your life has caused you to have that behavior, mm-hmm. um, to have that belief that you need to suppress yourself, then you, like, you, I'm sure as fuck that is affected so many different areas. So it's just like mm-hmm. you said, it's the awareness. Where do I do this? and ask yourself every day what am I feeling like what's happening in my body like literally checking in with yourself because if you give conscious focus attention and intention into like truly feeling into what's happening with you like your body will tell you and it's like it's shit that you don't want to face normally because it's like oh my god it's like you know things things that we run from um Mm -hmm. in our life that's painful like it's really hard to face it it's so fucking hard to Mm -hmm. face it and um, so, it, yeah, the biggest thing is awareness, and then when you start bringing in the awareness, shining this flashlight into all aspects of your life where you may or may not do this, mm-hmm. um, then then I think, in my opinion, and for me personally, the body piece comes in, like, very, very heavily. Yeah because then you can start. So you're like, Oh my gosh, I do this in intimate relationships. I do this in friendships. I do this at work. And so you can become very present in situations where you feel like, Oh my gosh, I know I do, I abandoned myself in these situations. I'm too afraid to speak up. I'm too afraid to ask for what I want, like asking for a raise or, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, asking for what you believe you are worth in a, in a working environment. Um, mm-hmm. so when you you know you tend to shy away or you tend to suppress yourself in, in certain situations, then you become very present in your body, and you can start to listen to cues from your nervous system. Like if you start getting like you know short short uh, breathing, like you know yeah. high in your ribcage, like
0: shallow, or you yeah. know
1: yeah, or like a rapid heart rate, um, mm-hmm. those things they're t- that tell you. So it's a trauma response. Like oh my god, this is where I would normally abandon myself and just say like you know, if someone's asked me what I want or my opinion on something, I'll just say, I don't know, you know, what he said, because you're yeah. too afraid to actually voice what you think who you are, because um, right. it's, it had, it becomes so uh, out of the norm <laughs> to do <laughs> yeah. it, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, and, and there's so many different, like, cool uh, tools and modalities to um, understand how to become very present in a moment when you are searching for or trying to be aware of your typical patterns or moments that you normally revert to self abandonment or suppression.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you mentioned this earlier about how abandonment is almost um, like a fear, right? A fear of being rejected, a fear of not being loved, because everyone deep down, we have this core need to feel accepted and to feel loved. Um, So could you talk about that and then I guess maybe just a couple like easy tips that you could implement um, if you're struggling with this, just simple, like maybe it's a certain type of breath work that you really, really love that you can just do anywhere, um, like in your car or, you know, maybe like a special guided meditation or chakra balance meditation.
1: Dude, totally. Yes. I have like like a million things (laughs) I'm sure there's like a ton (laughs) uh, so like a a way that I find this to be very common in general with myself people that I work with people that I that are in my life Mm -hmm. um if you if you in your childhood like if you experienced a dynamic that made you feel um like you had to suppress yourself or uh, deny yourself your expression, the things that you want, the things that you desire, the things mm-hmm. that you don't want. If, if you felt a situation that told you through um, behaviors from your parents or, or whatever interactions that essentially told you, you know, don't express yourself. It's not okay. Yeah. It's, not, it's not okay to express yourself. You will ultimately um, be rejected, judged, abandoned, uh, be left alone Mm-hmm. Um, if you express yourself. So, and, and that can happen, like for, for me, like uh, a very emotionally unstable m- mom or, or parents in general, you learn quickly to suppress whatever it is that you need or want in order to have a situation not explode and yeah. not become, you know, like a PTSD m- minefield to walk through. And right. and those are subconscious things. That if you don't just create that formulation in your head when you're four years old it's like it's it's um they become it's the way you perceive them and they become beliefs mm-hmm. so you know my belief eventually became um that it at the very core of who i am if i expressed that no one would truly love or accept me and mm-hmm. it's because I, I formed that conclusion that belief somewhere early early in my childhood based on my relationship with my mom and my dad um mm-hmm. and and I never really realized how many, how uh, complex it is. Like within each relationship with each of my parents, mm-hmm. um, and like kind of what went down and, and transpired and their behaviors, their tra- traumas, those things that mm-hmm. I essentially absorbed. And um, so it, it's just there. It's it's kind of messy. It's just like this big jumble of shit of like you know dynamics or. Uh, specific situations, or repetitive situations, or or, or um, scenarios where you were made to feel like that, and then mm-hmm. you just learn it, and your nervous system becomes used to telling you when to go into to. So, like when when the way that your nervous system plays into this is, um, like when you're a, a baby, like a, a child, you're you're like a blank canvas. You're just yeah. love and joy, and and ex- you're just a sponge, you're experiencing life and learning and. Right. Developing, um, I just lost my train of thought for a second. But um, <laughs> so you, you're a blank canvas. But so you begin to, when you start experiencing trauma and pain, your nervous system starts to create, like, um, it starts to learn uh situations it starts to because your body always wants to protect you so if you have an emotionally turbulent situation at home your nervous system is going to be like hyperactive it's going to be like oh god this is unsafe and you're going to go into like a survival mode in your body and that that can mean a ton of things but essentially it means it it just kind of like locks you up and so you become like high alert like oh my god your your body's in survival and um like people like our parents ages like that that generation every person i know including my mom um who's had a lot of medical complications because of her emotional suppression mm-hmm. um but they they they're so tense they're so locked up because their nervous system systems have been trained throughout their life to be like <laughs> you know and they they now it's more common to know
0: breathing exercises to meditate to know ways to calm your nervous system but back then like it, you know they just
1: a doctor or, or whoever would just like suck it up, you know, like yeah. emotional stuff wasn't really honored or, or understood with, with specific, specifically like our parents' generation and, and beyond that. So it's yeah. really, it's really tough to, it, it's possible, but it's really tough to try to like, um, help someone who's been like super tense and survival mode for 70 years of their life. You know, it's really tough to kind of undo that stuff, yeah. but you know, w- I feel like, um, and no stage is too late to start reversing all of this shit that like, you don't want in your life. Um, mm-hmm. But it, the longer it has happened, the longer it will take to regulate. Um, so your nervous system, any situation that it that your nervous system feels like it's triggered back into the past when in a very unsafe environment,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: you're, it doesn't matter what's happening in the present moment. You're triggered back into the past so your body goes back to the same tension, the same stress, the same... Uh, mm-hmm. And and what 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 happens when you're in survival is like you are literally not able to access your higher perceptual centers in your in your brain. Right. So, um, and so- something that we teach one of the modalities we teach, and you know this in in our coaching, Grant, and I, um, is heart coherence. And so, mm-hmm. if you have a lot of nervous system trauma, or just if you're a fucking human being that lives <laughs> in this world in this day and age, yes. like it's it's a, a beautiful tool to have to know how to. Uh, regulate your nervous system so something okay. that we teach is, is heart coherence heart brain coherence and it's it's just deep conscious breathing so like what that means is it's like a, a slow rhythmic inhale through the nose and where you really fill your belly um, and you exhale through the mouth and it's like a mm-hmm. really slow kind of a hiss like and you're just yeah. kind of regulating the speed at which you're exhaling um, but so it's that type of breathing which can help in literally any situation ever just like
0: Right. Your breath brings you back to your center but but
1: um when we're talking like nervous system and having coherence in our body like mm-hmm. heart-centered breathing is an, an amazing tool for just yes. nervous system regulation so it's it's literally it's a visualization i i close my eyes i usually like for, for people to close their eyes so it, it makes yeah. it i feel like it makes it deeper and more experiential mm-hmm. um but you just imagine that you're inhaling through your heart and exhaling through your heart. And so that starts to, uh, your, your heart sends, um, more messages to your brain than your brain sends to your heart. So your heart's just fucking always working. Um, and, and so, and it's, it's brilliant. And and so many people, I think now it's becoming more well-known, but your heart is brilliant. And, and, We've, we've always put so much focus on the mind but the heart literally communicates more to the, to the brain than the brain does to the heart so mm-hmm. like when you can create a coherent frequency um, it's called your HRV it's a heart rate variant if you can mm-hmm. create a, like a really coherent frequency your heart communicates that to your brain that you're safe that you can um, operate without fear, w- without survival and that you can access you know higher higher perceptual centers in your brain and, and so when you are Trying to
0: undo like a nervous system
1: trauma uh, Mm -hmm. that kicks in um, in situations where you tend to abandon yourself and and Mm -hmm. uh, relationships, whatever it is. Um, When you can do that, uh, when you can regulate your body, when you know it's happening, it might happen or has already happened. You can regulate your body, get back to a place of centered, of calm, of coherency, and then you can Mm -hmm. say, "How can I change this in the moment?" and yeah. that is the key because you can have the realization oh my god I fucking abandoned myself in all these areas of my life in mm-hmm. intimate relationships, in in my work in whatever, whatever else it is and so that's half the battle is the realization and then just kind of reaching, understanding um, forgiveness within yourself and then the work in undoing it is all in the present moment it's all nervous system, it's all breath it's all awareness and so yeah. Once you start to change the way that feels in multiple situations where you would normally, if you if the pressure was on you or attention was on you to speak up, mm-hmm. and you're like fuck, you know, and you ha- you go to that response of like Ooh, just re- abandoning, suppressing. Um, the tool uh, to be able to change that that behavior, that patterned behavior, is to fucking regulate your nervous system in the moment and change it so that means expressing yourself that means um honoring and acknowledging when you do have something you want to express regardless of the fear of judgment or rejection or you know whatever the whatever the fear is in relation to abandoning yourself um so it really it's just it's it's awareness it's the willingness to face all of the areas where you might do that in your life having yeah. forgiveness for yourself, compassion for yourself, grace for yourself, and then fucking learning the tools to regulate your system to be able to change it in real time.
0: Yeah. Um, I love that you said um, the whole calm your nervous system thing totally. Um, but something else that when you said express yourself, like some people have a really hard time expressing this themselves, especially when they deal with constantly abandoning themselves. I think it if you have that, I mean, you generally, I I feel in my experience, you have lower self-esteem, lower confidence. Um, and you said something a few months ago that really like has stuck with me so much. And it's like, even if you're scared, do it anyway. And so sometimes I catch myself ways I've abandoned myself is I don't speak up and you like, I have that urge and I'm like, do it anyway. So I say it, I send the text or I, whatever it is. And that's been like, super helpful because it makes me feel so good about I'm living in my truth. I'm taking care of myself. And one other thing that I have learned with all of this is I'm here now. Yeah, And that's, I always love to feel like, okay, I'm safe and I'm here now and looking back on all the experiences in our lives and we usually we don't feel safe we feel like we're not going to make it out or this is the end all be all and being able to just like in any situation to come back to your center and say i'm safe and i'm safe in my body and i'm here i my allegiance is with myself
1: yeah yeah and it it seems like and it's so huge because it seems like yeah duh, you're right here you're here now like <laughs> you know i'm talking to you but it yeah. is and and That was so huge for me, too, is, like, is realizing the power of the present moment of, like, because we literally live in our past, like, our pain and trauma and shame and guilt of the past, Mm -hmm. and and the way that we still judge ourselves and and shame ourselves, and, and then... Um, And then the fear of the future. So we're just like constantly never in the present moment. We're just like worried about this shit, worried about this shit. Um, But when you, like, just like you said, like when you can remind yourself, like, and it's not silly, it's not stupid. If you can remind yourself, whether it's in your head, out loud, just like a physical thing, I'm here now, like I'm safe. Nothing can hurt me because it's like, it's your body that's telling you that you're not because it's your nervous system triggered. So You literally have to say no. I'm safe. Like I'm, I'm in, I'm in my power. I am safe right now. Yeah. Um. And and really recognize that the feeling of, of uns of not feeling safe in that moment is just a patterned trauma. It's PTSD. Your body literally, mm. it's just it keeps reliving it until it's uh, resolved and healed. Um, and and mm-hmm. so I like that is something that I thought was so cool. I I know you had like I think you made a keychain of like I'm here
0: now. Was, yeah, it's a necklace. <laughs> oh, it's, an, it's so cool. Yeah. It's such a cool I love thing because
1: it. it's like it literally will never not be important. It's it will be important until the day you die yeah. because you are here now. And it's so easy to forget that and slip back into anxiety of the future or pain of the past, worry of the past, fear of the past, right. um, and and you know how it defines us.
0: Yeah. Um, um, so
1: I think I think that's like so cool for you <laughs> in, in general <laughs> Thank like, you. like it's
0: so cool yeah um so one of my favorite quotes um is it's to piggyback on everything you just said i believe it's by norman vincent peel and it's the point of power is in the present moment and yes. i love how i have it on a, like a little post-it note um so i see it pretty frequently throughout the day and it's so true because your point of power is literally always in the present moment and always in the present moment i mean that's all you have because you can't be in the past and you can't be in the future so right now like that is where the power is and if you can just like think about that it's so liberating and powerful because you get to choose how you want to respond or react and you know what you want to do um and another thing just talking about traumatic things and how we get triggered, I think of that as like a spider web. And you have a triggering event that made you feel XYZ emotion, and then something else happens five years later that made you feel that same emotion, but it's a different event. It's still connected through the web, and you can be triggered by so many things that elicit that same emotional feeling, even though the events aren't related. Um, and it can kind of just like spiral spiral you out. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that's a really good way. It, I think, like, I think the, a web is a very uh, inc- it's a it's a very powerful uh, me- metaphor or analogy. Analogy,
1: But but if you if you think on a bigger scale too, that there's just a in general web connecting everything in life because yeah. you know think about like love. Uh, love can be felt between two people, physically felt between two people across the world, across the globe from fucking outer space to earth yeah. so, you know, everything is connected and, you know t- and this is like, whatever but time and space is just a way that we perceive things So, yeah. but everything is connected, every every single fucking thing yeah. Um, so yeah, like looking at things like a web it, it, it definitely makes it easier to, I guess, like grasp or comprehend how something from your past 20 years ago can literally feel like it's happening to you in the present moment or in in the moment when you're triggered into something even if it's not even the same event if it's not even the same person or type of situation but the feelings elicited are the same as that original trauma
0: it will it will kick you into a a trauma response um and and really quickly this popped in my head um the book the body keeps the score yes such uh, a good book so good
1: it, to read like a million times. Um, it, because it's, it's so important to just understand how much your body holds and mm-hmm. it, literally from every single experience, every day of your life. Um, and there, so there's so, so much to be like honored and felt and harnessed within your body. So that's that I just, that just popped my head. Cause like we were talking a little bit um, about the body. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and I can't remember you said, what was that? I feel like I totally skipped over something and I can't remember what it was. Um,
0: (laughs) I'm not not sure. Maybe it'll come to you.
1: I think um, I just, I got off on a little bit of a tangent, but I wanted to just touch on a few things um, where it's like super common to... uh, have a moment of self-abandonment or, or suppression. Mm-hmm. Um, so that like, if this is a theme and like anyone who's watching if this is a theme in your life. Um, mm-hmm. you can start to just have awareness around it to start to know like, Hey, is this something that like I should feel into more or understand more, um, yeah. like in my life. So, so um, a lot of, and, and this is like a whole nother 10 IG TVs to talk about this, but with sex, the sexuality, um, is huge. I know and it's you think about you think of there's such deep indoctrination with sex and sexuality especially yeah. I mean for every everyone and then also for women yeah. um, and, and so it's like it depends on how you were raised but generally uh, women grow up the girls grow up in, into women feeling like our, our sex pleasure our sexuality is not for us it's yeah. for others it's for enjoyment of a partner um yeah. and and we're taught through indoctrination you know cultural uh yeah. educational family uh, whatever it is we're religious we're taught to feel so much shame for right.
0: for our own desire think. yeah yes. we're not allowed to have our own desire
1: yeah. yes and that so that is such a huge fucking place for self-abandonment because there's so mm-hmm. first of all and a big thing for me is like i don't even fucking know like, I don't know what I want, what I desire in that area because I've never paid attention to it. I've never honored it. I've never listened to it because I've always just abandoned myself to get through uh, something that felt very uncomfortable. Um, so, so, and this can happen for uh, men or women, but, like, typically in, like, uh, uh, in sex or uh, sexuality, it is um, so rampant. So for... for um, anyone in a relationship, but I'm, and I can speak on this because I am a woman and I see this a lot. It is, you don't, you don't know how to ask for the things you want. You don't know how to say no to the things you don't want because there's so, especially with abandonment is like, if I don't do these things, um, I'll be rejected. If I, if I don't do these things that maybe I'm uncomfortable with or, or or feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. with, like if I don't do them, I'll be rejected. So, yeah. you do the things in order to, to get that connection, that love, that acceptance, um, mm-hmm. that kind of, like, false safety in a rela- in a relationship, and, and then you learn to just completely shut that side down of you, and then there's just so much shame to be had about it, and so much guilt yeah. and self-judgment, and so, like, that is a massive, massive, massive area, and, and I, I feel like, in general, because sex is taboo, which is insane to me but it is i receive that that conditioning that that indoctrination too yeah but yeah. when you think about it logically it's fucking insane how, you know how everyone's relationship with sex uh, yeah. it's, and there's so much shame so much shame so much shame um but it's like i guarantee that this is uh uh sounds relevant to anyone listening to this this resonates to anyone listening to this that sexuality is a huge 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 place to just start having awareness like do you ask for what you want um do you ask for what you need are you able to communicate openly in regards to it like outside of sex but also within within it when it's happening um and i I don't know for me like once i realized how much um how much, not damage, but like how much I had within my nervous system around sex. How locked up my body would get. Mm-hmm. It took a. Lo- I mean, I'm still on that journey, but I, it t- it took a lot of work to just be able to calm my nervous system to um to not feel uh you know like I'm in survival even if I want to have sex. You know, like yeah. it's it's such a yeah. it's such a process. It's yeah. such a um, and you have to be so gentle with yourself and and you know, your partner and, and just anyone just with yourself. It's so important. Um, and then, um, at work, I feel like that a lot, like there's this good girl mentality and, you know, for a lot of women, but this is for guys too. Like it's hard to speak up about what you like getting a raise or getting paid, you know, getting a raise or getting paid more. Same Um, but for asking, yeah. Asking for it. (laughs) We we feel unworthy.
0: We feel unworthy. And so we don't, we don't, we, we don't, um,
1: honor our value or we don't see our value so yeah. we are afraid to ask for what we want or, or even like in a in an environment where it's encouraged to speak up to to express yourself to, to speak your ideas um yeah. if you have suppressed yourself for so long and like you're just too afraid mm-hmm. like you'll you're, you'll never you'll never get your idea out there you'll never show people who you really are right like that that's a really huge thing and then and then an in intimate relationships like uh, and I used to I used to hide in intimate relationships with people that were very emotionally shut down because that meant and this was very subconscious but that meant to me that I didn't have to share anything that you know yeah. like I felt very uncomfortable sharing or talking about and so it right. was like this safety net, um. Yeah. But that led to more suppression, more being who I'm not, be, you know, being pretending to be someone else to, right. to be in a relationship. So it it really I mean, there's a million other places in our lives but I feel like those are the really big ones yeah for that, sure. yeah and family family too like if you know if you have a, a, a family where your parents are very hard on you or yeah. it, whatever it is it could be anything um, but that's just like you said it you nailed it on the head with just like it's just have awareness around yeah. where it might happen um and then it's like it's cool to find it because it's once you understand what it is to you, what what your experience is with it, um, mm-hmm. it's like this journey of like uh, un- unraveling all the shit that you thought had mm-hmm. to be a part of you, had to be a part of your life. Um, but it, it is like it's and, and this for me, it started thirty something years ago, and so yeah. I have to remind myself to be gentle, to be patient, to that every single right. day is what I make it and, like, yeah. you know, to touch on, like, the present moment, like, the more that you can have awareness around being present, the more and more that you'll understand um, all of the ways that you do abandon yourself or suppress yourself with that because you'll you'll experience it in the moment instead of in a, like, trauma response.
0: Right. Yeah. And, like, just to touch on having um, compassion and kind of forgiveness for yourself, I think it's helpful to almost try to remove the judgment when you look at areas like, oh my gosh, I abandoned myself here, here, here. Like I always do this. Oh, I'm such a, like, why do I do this? Um, To look at it with kind of like the lens or perspective of curiosity. And like we said earlier, like, where did this start? Where did this come from? What happened? Um, And just be curious. And I feel like when you can just be curious and ask yourself, out of, out of like childlike curiosity, right? Just yeah. totally innocent, like I'm just curious where did this come from? It almost removes, you know, at least a layer if not all of the judgment on yourself.
1: Yeah, dude, that's so huge. And and think about too like if I mean and for me I experienced I had a really huge issue with rage. I had so much rage for a long time because I had suppressed myself for so long and so mine manifested Mm -hmm. into fucking
0: rage rage um and so um
1: the with just within that so if i would be experiencing that i would like berate myself and judge myself and be like why Mm -hmm. am i such a monster like i feel like a fucking monster and then that is cyclical to lead to more shame more judgment you know and more pain and, and suppression um but I can look at that now and I, f- there's, p- when I feel that angry and the shit that it makes me, the the way that it manifests, mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel like I'm a child having a tantrum and yeah. and then I'm like, oh wait, I am because that part of me is, it's like, it's almost like it's me at, at five years old, yeah. um, not getting what I needed, got, not getting a human need and mm-hmm. not knowing how to express that I did need it. And so, you know, you you, it becomes just all these emotions and wants and needs and desires just like shoved down into this one, like, it's like a volcano and it'll, it'll erupt. And my, yeah. my eruption was rage and, and projecting shit at people. Um, but it is, if you can look at yourself, like truly that with, with curiosity of a child of yourself as a child, yeah. um, because it's like, think, oh my God, I, I, I used to really just not I don't have kids and so I never really was super comfortable around kids because I'm like I don't really know how to relate to them I mean I guess you know and Mm -hmm. then now that I have so much more like understanding and awareness around like myself as a baby myself as a child like Mm -hmm. I feel I like uh, our friends came over yesterday uh, two days ago and they have like a a brand new baby and I was just like (laughs) and I was like oh my god you're like this blank like it's so beautiful yeah. you're going to experience so many things but you're so strong you know and I was literally telling this to a baby and and what is this because you see yourself you see yourself the innocence of yourself like in a child in a, in, a, in a baby and it's like it takes you back and it kind of like it melts away all the, the judgment and the shame um, and it just kind of lets you see things again through um on un- uh, I guess untraumatized perception or, yeah. you know unshaped perception um, so I forgot about that I was like I was like chilling with the baby for like five minutes I, you know it's like I, I saw I saw um, her in such a, a new way a new appreciation because mm. like I saw myself in a, a, dif- a different way and and everything is always just a reflection of, yes. of ourselves 100% um, yeah which is like <laughs> such a like uh it has a, the um, ability to kind of like rock your mind a little bit when you think about like that everything is a mirror you.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's such a trip. It's such a huge like concept though, because I mean, it really is. Like, if you see someone and you like a trait in them, it's because that trait exists in you somewhere, and it might be might be suppressed but it's because it exists in you. Or, you know, on the flip side, if you don't like something in someone, it's usually because you have that quality too. Um, So, yeah, Um, since we only have like a few more minutes, is there anything you want to say that you feel like you didn't get to express um, just on this topic? And then once we get through that, I have a question of the day. It's one of um, my favorite things to do. (laughs) My little guy, my six-year-old came up with it. So every night that's what our family does. We have a question of the day. Um, so That's I have cool. one, yeah, it's, it's super fun to do around the dinner table and just, you know, connect as a family and laugh usually.
1: That's awesome. You always have really cool
0: family stuff <laughs> too. I, I
1: like rituals and stuff. I love yes, it. Yes, Thank you. Um, so I would say that um, when, we, if this is self-adventment, abandonment is something to, to anyone, like there's um, probably so many like facets to it. And so it's complex. And so just knowing to approach it with, again, with curiosity, with yeah. with no judgment, with with compassion and love. Um and then that goes for anything, any any type of like deeply rooted belief or or traumatic thing that has shaped you, mm-hmm. like there's a bunch of things that shape us. There's a bunch of things that 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 shaped us in a certain way to perceive the world. Um, that affect how, how we operate on a daily basis. And so yeah. just the, like, if, if this is opening awareness to, uh, self abandonment, then there's probably other stuff, but th- that, you know, that our beliefs, like, uh, yeah. for example, a strong one for me is, um, fear of manipulation. And so it's hard for me to trust. And so, mm-hmm. and, and so there's a lot of these like really deep, um, things that that shape us and and again like if if you're if, if it's someone who's just started kind of on their journey on their path and and they're noticing some of these themes some of these these things happening mm-hmm. um like they all kind of work together so if you're afraid if you found one thing and you're like oh my god I can't believe this is like something that I've done my whole life don't be afraid to find something else because it might be a piece to help you understand like another yeah. part that you know a traumatic part might be able to help you in another aspect so I every, because everything. Even if they might have been created in different parts of your life, different times, different things that that created the the traumatic, you know, the the trauma or the the belief or conclusion, right. um, there everything is tied together. Everything, yeah. everything. It's like a web. It's yeah. just like it's yeah, you know, like and so way. everything's interconnected. And so the more that you can see in yourself, the more that you can understand, um, the more uh, just the more clarity and the more connection you'll have with yourself.
0: Yeah, I love that. Oh my gosh, this has been so much fun just to hear you talk about all this stuff. And um, I hope it's helpful for people out there. I'm sure there's there's tons of little nuggets. I can't wait to go back and just re-listen. Um, <laughs> but okay, so let's go to the question of the day. Um, and it is a would you rather question. So it is, would you rather be able to meet with only one person that you've lost? So someone, um, family, friend, So just pick one person, would you rather be able to meet with them anytime you want or would you rather be able to teleport anywhere in the world right now or in the past? So you could could literally, like you could pick someone that's passed away, you could have lunch with them anytime, you can bring them back just for that moment um, anytime or be able to teleport anywhere anytime.
1: Oh, that's such a good one. I, so I, I haven't, I've been fortunate. I haven't lost anyone very close to me, and knock on wood. Um, but, and, I, and so maybe my answer would be different.
0: Uh, oh what if I give you this? What if it could be a celebrity okay. or uh, actress, actor, anyone that's passed away? Just Anyone. Anyone. Yeah.
1: to be I'm like working on my answer uh, <laughs> so if you think about it like this I don't know I don't quite know who it would be but the more that I have uh, like learn about my ancestry my lineage the things that shaped my family the things that that i received in my childhood that were passed down to my mom that were passed to her mom, like all those things they interest me so greatly Mm -hmm. so if like i had this opportunity to meet like one of like a very like powerful influential ancestor of mine i feel like it would be this really beautiful piece this key to understanding myself in different ways and like and to have new perspectives and and stuff and and i feel like even even though teleporting would be really cool, um, I, I could still travel. I could still make it happen. It would be a lot slower. Um, True. Maybe not in the past. But I do think that, like, because of the way I feel now about learning my roots and, and yes. just ancestry and, and the the – where people's hearts and minds were you know a hundred years ago and stuff it's so interesting to me because like I'm I feel like I'm learning myself in a whole different way now and in the past couple years and so I feel like I would uh put so much value on on getting to meet with talk to uh have connection with you know someone in my lineage I think that would be cool that was an awesome question
0: yeah that's such a beautiful answer and I love that just going back to learning more about your roots it's really cool Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I want to just express all my gratitude for you coming on here and talking with us. And yeah, I'm so thankful.
1: Uh, Thank you. Thank you. This is all you you made this happen. And it was such an amazing idea to get on here and talk about this because I know it's something that affects both of us very deeply and it
0: affects a lot of, a lot
1: of fucking people. A lot of people, Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's also really cool to be able to come on here and like talk to you about this kind of stuff and see like everything that you are opening to and, and creating in your life and, mm. and uh, expressing and showing people and normalizing. It's so cool. It's it's amazing. So like yeah. that is really cool for me to just even get to be a part of that with you.
0: Oh, thank you. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Just truly an honor. An honor. Dude. Well thank yeah. you so much. I of appreciate course. you a million times over. Um, and let's definitely you. do this again. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. <laughs> All, right, All right. Thank you guys
1: for um, everyone that joined and, and watched. Yes, and,
0: and absolutely. Yeah, everyone have a good day. <laughs> All right, see you, dude. See ya. All
1: right, bye.
0: Bye.